This week on the Push Four Legs podcast, we talk about simple stuff done well and selling your services. Oh, catch up with Coach Carnival Cam. Three, two, one. I'm on steroids, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. Me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? You got any spare? Yeah. yeah. I need some. Unfortunately, it's uh, I'm getting my nose jacked. That's what's, what's yeah. going to happen. Massive nose. That's what I'm going to go for. Doing my... It's a good look, mate. It's a good look. Nose scrunches. Good with that. Do you know nose what scrunch. I tried the other day? Is I tried nose strips. Did you do a nose strip? Do you know what? I actually can't believe how much a difference it makes. Really? <laughs> I was like proper like, oh my God, I can breathe for the first time in my life. That's what it feels like. It's really um really strange feeling. But my problem is I tried to put it on at night, but I must wake up in the night and take it off because it annoys me. But I don't remember. <laughs> I just wake up in the morning, it's there by the side of my bed. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, which is quite funny. But um, one of the things I've got to video, and oh yeah, thanks to Alex for reaching out and asking about my meniscus tear because I mentioned on the last podcast he reached out. Um, I went to see uh, I went to see uh, an orthopedic surgeon over here, like really good one. Paid 150 pound for the privilege to have a 15 minute consultation with him for him to tell me that I'm absolutely fine and that if he hadn't seen my MRI, he would never have known I had a tear based on all the tests he did. He's like, <laughs> if you can do all these things in it, you're absolutely fine. He's like, only come back when he gets really really bad. And I was like, thanks, mate. Cheers. Catch you in a bit. Fucking real. So yeah, that was that was fun. Um, that is yeah. surgeons. Yeah, well, I said to, to be fair, at least over here, over here though, to be fair, don't forget, he gets paid about six grand to do that surgery, whether it's by me or the insurance company. So, like, to be fair to him, I was like, he could have just said, yeah, let's do it, and he got paid, <laughs> did the right thing, and said, look, you don't need it, and stuff like that. But anyway, so I just thought I'd update Alex, because I realised I haven't messed him back, and he'll listen to so it. He'll, he'll listen to this tomorrow. He's so, a super tomorrow. fan, so he'll be straight <laughs> He sent me um, a very different message after last week's show, so, yeah. What, saying that I was being a pussy about my Tom Meniscus? Saying, <laughs> no. so, what the fuck? You're doing some physio project. Why have you, like, pied me off? I'm like, don't, don't work in London, mate. So... Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom is not going to do the work unless you're literally on his doorstep. He's not moving right, so, outside of London. Got, He's got, got, if you're not on his walk between his flat, the tube, <laughs> and the other side of the gym he's working at, he ain't getting involved with you. Trust me. Like, that's just the way Tom works. That's, that's literally there. I've got my catchment of like people I see online. Fine, yeah, we can, I can work yeah. with you online. We got people all over the. You don't, you don't really love online as much you like in person. You prefer in person out of the two for sure. You, oh yeah, not for sure. A, well, a huge um, just because I'm good at it now. So you're, yeah, you're fine. such a sociable, sociable, bubbly person as well, mate. That's not, probably what it I'm is. I'm really not. That's the thing, isn't it? Like I'm definitely ex- extroverted introvert. So, but I'm not very good at like. I'm not very good in my own company. It's a weird thing, isn't it? No? I feel like you are. I think you're better in your own company. I think I'm not too fantastic. I like being around people, but in certain aspects. I don't know. Yeah. But I like yeah, my fine in my own company. I am close, more than fine. Close-knit people. I don't just like, I want to be in like a, a group class and getting like these randoms. I like I like hanging mm. like, I like hanging out with you. I like hanging out with my like my best mates and stuff like that. That's cool. But mm. yeah, I'm not very good. With just like, I'm gonna be here. If I've got like a stretch of three days where I'm not seeing like people, I'm like, oh, a bit weird. Need to get three out. Three days is a bit long, yeah. Yeah. Too shy. Three days is a bit long, but yeah. Other than that. <laughs> weird, yeah. but yeah. All fun and games. What has been happening in, well, apart from, yeah, obviously 
I'll I'll come over next time I'm over. I'm gonna kick you in. I'll kick you in the knee, and then you'll yeah. be able to get surgery. So thanks, mate. Work, that'd be though. that'd be really, really nice. Yeah. Or but, I'll um, at the at the range. I'll just start pinging balls at you. I miss, yeah. but yeah, I'll start pinging balls at yeah. you. Uh, just don't aim for my knee. You're gonna hit my knee more. Like, but no, it was funny. It was like it was funny actually speaking to him because he just said to me, "Is like basically, he's like just don't go into any loaded deep knee flexion." <clears throat> he's like, "If that's how it was, if that's how you caused it, because that's what happened." Obviously, I was doing single leg squat and it popped. So he's like, "Just don't go into any hey, deep like, range knee flexion." Deep, and I was, was like, it deep, "Was it deep flexion? Was it?" Well, yeah, was of course it, it was single leg squat. Yeah, but that, yeah. you were so squatting. You were. He basically said to me, calf, he basically, calf to <laughs> hamstring." That wasn't happening, was it? Well, the, it was with a heel heel raise. I had a heel raise. Oh, a heel, a heel raise, yeah. yeah. You were like, yeah. like a ballet dancer. That was yeah, what was happening. Um, <laughs> but it was funny because he said to me, he just said, oh, just, just lay off any sort of like heavy squats, heavy lunges. And I was like, oh, no problem. Like, don't, like, <laughs> doctor said, nice now. I can't do can't do heavy legs. I was like, that's fine by me. I was like, I just stick to RDLs. So we're all good. Not a problem. Um, it's funny because he was like, oh, does it hurt when you play golf? I was like, no. So like, no I could carry on playing golf. And I was like, thank you. Like, no problem. Um, <laughs> just just heavy squats. Yeah. Wow. Those. So Dan's Dan's quads are going to get even smaller. That's even smaller, yeah. Even mm. smaller. So you're not allowed to sit on a leg extension. Well, you see, this is the thing is like I don't know. I'm sure. I, I mean, maybe I should try that out and see how that feels because you do the I old classic, as as I... the classic like uh, 19 or the, the noughties physio rehab of just like oh, just Literally. isometric yeah. leg extensions. Just do those. Just do, yeah, those. Just do wall sits. Do you know what I mean 90 degrees? Wall 90 degrees. Wall, do you know what I'm gonna sits. do? I'm gonna get Joel Seaman's training plan now. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah, just do eccentric isometrics and. Uh, <laughs> I'm really bad actually. I actually used one of his videos in my coaching because it actually was a good representation of what I want to happen. Um, well, the other thing I'm thinking is if I followed his training really plan, I would tore my meniscus because I wouldn't have gone to 90 below 90 degrees. So I probably, <laughs> again, it's, it's all pointing towards all his programs are amazing and I should have been doing it the whole time, just to be fair to him. Maybe he was right all along. Maybe we were there trolling him, and, and realistically, he's just he's right on. Just you just got to trade within yourself. That's what that's basically what we're, we're saying. Yeah. Just always, okay. always, never go to full capacity, and you'll always succeed. So yeah. easy. Yeah, <laughs> or you can do knees over toes, guy. That's big. That's been big last year, wasn't it? Knees over toes, guy. You don't even know that. You're so out of it. Like, what the oh, fuck? Mate, I, uh, mate, I last thing I want to do is watch fitness content. <laughs> Same. But um yeah, knees over toes guy is the uh is the new the new thing, isn't it? Like lots of mm. lots of really long fucking split squatty lunge things where your knee goes oddly enough, way over your toe. Um and it's a huge about, amounts of knee flexion. He needs to be careful about his meniscus. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like horrendous amounts of knee flexion. It, and that's and he has like certain gradings that you have to get to in range. Um mm. yeah. And you just mm. like jam your knee as far as possible. Uh yeah. Popular, very popular at the moment. Um in well, uh, it's extreme and different. Correct, it, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that was the, beneficial? The uh, in the functional fitness world, I don't know. That's what I don't know. Now, functional fitness, you're not allowed to say CrossFit. No, because Cross. you've got high rocks now, so you're not allowed to say CrossFit because they're both the same thing. It's all high rocks, laugh, but I'm making I'm making high rocks better because I'm coaching people who do it, so therefore it's good. Throw this medicine ball, run this distance. <laughs> there you go, high rocks done in a nutshell. I mean, we're going to talk about that a little bit because we've got to talk about some of my shit. Um, but yes, yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm not going to glamorize high rocks very much. 
but I'm going to tell you how to do it fucking well. Um, yeah, because there is science to it, Dan, completely, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, basically, today we've got... Actually, I might send you... Eh, I don't need to send it to you. I could probably can. Um, somebody shared... Uh, <laughs> there was a, a lad I follow. Uh, I can't remember his name. It's good, good stuff. JT Performance. Um, for that as well, can we just say big shout out to our favorite Instagrammer, Carnival Cam? For oh wait, I've already video. put that on the rundown. You got, Brilliant. you got. Okay, I've, uh, that's, we'll wait. We'll wait. That's, that's, that's at the end. Got, that's... Let's right. Let's open loop. <laughs> Stay to the end for Coach Can Coach yeah, Carnival Cam's hook, latest video. Hook. In the first five minutes of the show, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we got. A, we'll just go through the DMs, not DMs. Go through the go through the comments, and uh, we'll. Oh my god! We'll give we'll give Coach what he wants. The the uh, neither but neither of us follow him, right? Do we follow? No, him? no, I just search no, him I don't. every time. Yeah. <laughs> but he always pops up on my feed. Like, ah, I, I probably should follow him just for the sake uh, of it because it's fun. Yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, yeah. Check check back later in the show and we'll talk about his latest uh latest thing. It's good. Um I've not saved it in my recipes or foods to try in uh thing, but yeah, maybe not. It'll be interesting. Uh but yeah, there's another another follow um that actually is good. Uh JT performance, I believe. I'll I will send it to you. Um how do I do that on here? There we go. Send Dan. It's not uh it's not too uh crazy. Fucking hell, I have a lot of groups of you. Um, too many, too many. Some would say, "Why, why are you not in my suggested?" Well, you so much like in, yeah, but I'm not on desktop anyway. Um, you're not even coming up, Daniel. What are you, do, am I? Do I? Instagram I is glitching a bit like that. Do you know what, with with that because I've noticed that Mike never comes up in my stories, and obviously he'd be the most interactive with person on my thing. I've noticed yeah. that Instagram's definitely going for an update or some description because. Find it really hard to find people that I interact with all the time. Everyone else yeah. has found that. But, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna share it in in Zoom because because we can do that nowadays. Uh, everybody, yeah. uh, just talk amongst yourselves whilst we do this. Um... Yeah, just just come on, guys. Just, so how's your day been? Anyway, what's going on? You uh, having a good one? Uh, what's the weather there like you where you are? I've, so, said, yeah. I've said it. Okay. Um, but basically, the rundown of the show. We'll talk about a little bit of. It's a lot about what we talk about is uh, basic shit done well um, and how we can apply that to certain things. Um, and then I would like to talk about a little bit of, because I will be going on some rants on my social media over the next uh, few weeks of uh, binning off just the fucking training that Highworks people were doing. Um, and like, yeah, I think I, I saw an analogy of um, doing high intensity wads is like, trying to get like try trying to drive a car at 80 mile an hour in second gear i was like it's about right yeah mm. basically just try and do high intensity wads every fucking training session oh that'd be fantastic we might need to change gear every now and again um because you need a bigger gear if you're stronger you've got more torque you're gonna be able to ease into 80 mile an hour pretty well so that's something we do um yeah dan wants to talk about some coach he dan was talking about coaching slots available um, I think it was just what he was talking about on his uh, his stories, anyway. Um, and then of course, we got we've got a new section of catch up with Coach Carnival Camp. That's uh, a lot of C's in there. That's uh, a lot of C's in there. <laughs> catch up with Cam because um, he's. I feel like he's replaced Joel Seidman for uh, our go to. No, he's the, no, he's the nutrition version. 
<laughs> got a nutritional version and a training version. I think that's the, the way that I would but say. But unfor- unfortunately for Coach Carnival Cam, I don't think he is as wealthy as Joel Seidman. Um, at least Joel hey, Seidman. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. Um, who's in better shape? Oh, I don't know. We'll debate that later. For sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Who, who, who pulls better faces when doing their content? That's a good point. <laughs> that's a point to surf. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right. Doing simple shit well. Basically, I sent down, um, it kind of resonates with everything we've ever said in our lives um, about training. Okay. And there is 80% of your fucking training needs to be simple. It needs to be done fucking well. It needs to be not easy, but a decent intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just sent down uh, a post that JT, I think, put, put out today, but it was uh, the All Blacks, um, which are a pretty good rugby team, I believe, um, from New Zealand. And it's just a film of their first session back, um, I believe. And yeah, basically, uh, what do they go through? so they're like average Basics. athlete he says basic workout i'm too advanced for that all blacks um they literally just done some neck straight stuff they did some nordic drop they did chin-ups back squats <laughs> uh bench press um what else after that um yeah and then maybe some runs and that was about it they literally came back and did squat bench dead for testing did some hamstring stuff um, did some pull-up stuff. That is it. And in these the guys... Like it's, like it's <laughs> in the world-class physical <laughs> athletes. And, you know, people are worried about whether they need to be doing all these other... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just it's painful, isn't it? You think... I, I, I get frustrated with people who, who don't... I say don't believe in the basics, but <laughs> don't see it through. Do you know what I mean? Because we know if someone did yeah. the basics for a whole year, they'd get stronger. But the fact is that they, they, they poo-poo the idea... Before they even actually do it for a year. Like, I've never seen anyone do the basics well for a year and not come out of the other side better for it. No. Um, and, and, and that's what these guys are proving is. I don't think it's that these guys necessarily um, don't get maybe slightly impressed by more advanced things. So I'm sure that they do to some degree. But it's more so that they know that, that what's made them successful is the basics, so they keep doing it. In spite of the law of doing all these other things they still go no this is what's done i didn't become a world champion i didn't become this physical strength by doing single arm kettlebell snatches i did it by doing these back squats so i'll carry on doing yeah. these back squats and maybe some people would say well that's maybe it's narrow minded maybe they should try the other stuff and they're like no they're successful the science backs it up their coach is telling them the same thing like it's it's just that that narrow that it's tunnel vision that's what i'm called it's tunnel vision isn't it it's just that this is working really really fucking well why would i change why would i bother um, yeah. that, that I think that they're really good at again. Professional athletes tend to be quite good at that any of themselves. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, they tend, that works. They, and you're basically just trying to not injure them. Um, they're at that level most of the time. I think a lot of um, a lot of professional athletes, um, and obviously we've been around them. They probably get better in spite of us. Mm. I, I think they would probably be that good even if we weren't there. Um, but we're yeah. just trying to make them as uninjured as possible. Um, most of the time, pretty much, they're gonna do their bodies gonna work and then slightly different. Like we were just talking about people puring like golf shots, right? And we've both like watched like professional golfers hit things. They just have a better technical understanding and like how and yeah. what they do is just better than just, they just do it more as well. Don't forget, yeah. like just hit more golf balls. So yeah, 
the chances are it's weird to not get them injured. So I think if you are an athlete and you start to overcomplicate your training or you get really complicated stuff, I, I, people probably look at my shit and go, what? What's going on there? But yeah, I tend to, because it's like, all right, I'm not going to put, maybe I should, the more basic stuff of like um, exercises that people do. Say I, I had a little rant about uh, people squatting, like doing shoes, um, lifting in their shoes and stuff like that today. But Ali was just doing reverse lunges, barbell reverse lunges. That was it. That was his main exercise for today. Cool. It wasn't fancy. I didn't need to put him like front foot elevated yet or like, oh, like a little mm. heel lift or something like that. Yeah, that might come, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make that intervention. I think this is what people get a little bit too free and easy with. I tend to not make that intervention until like maybe something feels off or maybe it's sports specific or maybe something like that. So I'm not going to intervene and go, oh, right, knees over toes is really big at the moment, Dan. Well, uh, well do you have knee pain? No. All right, well... I'm probably not going to try and just ram this down your throat if we don't really need to and we're progressing nicely and I'm not going to change everything. So just like upper body athletes. Um, so I have a few like rotational athletes like golfers or cricketers and stuff like that. They're, they expect, most of them expect more rotation. They're like, oh, well, we need to be like, doing lots of rotating. Um, no, you can play golf for like, like five times a week. Do a lot mm. of that anyway. But your vertical jump fucking sucks. So... I'm going to battle with this one first and try and get some club head speed from this um, because that yeah. is a fundamental thing that I know will make you better. So guess what? If you're a golfer or you're a cricketer, guess what we work on? Vertical jumps. Crazy. I think, crazy I think as well, that's where I see the people doing that rotational kettlebell swing that looks a little bit like a golf swing. Yeah. And I kind of feel like when I watch that, I'm kind of like, why don't you just get really powerful and then do the sequencing with a golf club, doing the golf swing, yeah, and do it that way, rather than trying to mix and match the two all the, all the time. We'll try and do it together, and and I understand it, and maybe it looks like it's more of a golf swing, or whatever. But I think you know, so plenty of golfers would have the same view with their with their training. It's like rather than worrying about whether transferring the weight from here to here and all that sort of stuff, like let your swing do that and just get strong in both limbs and your whole body, and let that take care of itself. Um, but again, it's not sexy to do that, is it? It's not, it doesn't yeah, look just, like a golf swing. Golfers won't believe that it's going to help them, I don't think. Yeah, it's like, oh, because I obviously, I, I posted I posted a, a, a golfy one yesterday. It was like in a stagger stance, medball segmentation and rotation for core shit. It's cool, but it, it is a fucking, like a number three exercise after doing probably pull-ups or like reverse lunges or split squats yeah. and then it's something that i layer in as a resistance or like a resilience based training and then that is it because if free exercises even if that it's only 30 percent of that little section so they've mm. already done fun like foundational stuff foundational stuff then this little thing just because it's sport specific and then that's it um yeah so that was just it's it's um it just creeps in and I feel a lot of people are going to be looking for those answers, like um, making like running specific and stuff like that right now. And yeah, there's yeah. a little, little nuances that you can do, but I wouldn't go chasing. Um, like, yeah. unfortunately, I'm going to throw physios underneath the bus here. Physios that are now running performance coaches, they tend to suck ass in a lot of their uh, S&C uh, stuff. Um, and yeah, just do some basic stuff. I probably would just err away from some of the back squatting I'm seeing by runners is fucking terrible. 
Um, <laughs> but but just just go grease the groove and like goblet squat, you'll be absolutely fine, absolutely fine. Or teach a fundamental of a front squat first. I don't think obviously people aren't probably listening. To, they're listening to this more than watching it. Um, but in terms of front squat, and I think people go from the goblet squat to their front squat and struggle with mobility first, and they don't really reach out to doing like a is it like a zombie base squat or whatever. You ever seen like so they have their arms just straight out and the, yeah the with a bar on there yeah, yeah but their arms are straight out they're not going into this cross bit yet or trying to get that you're literally just trying to keep that there to learn about torso position. Um, mm. I feel like a lot of people should start to do that with their squat mechanics. Yeah. Anyway, it annoys me. Um, annoying me, but it's uh yeah it's it's frustrating when uh, people think they should have fancy stuff straight away. Um, when I know when I onboard you, when you come become a client of mine, like first two weeks is just about adherence. And I want to see you do stuff well. And guess what? Like the last like few people I've had to, I've done like a 20, 25 minute like exercise review of picking holes in basic based exercises. And their coaches like, oh, I move well, I do this, no previous injuries. But mm-hmm. even with like a normal split squat or just a, a single arm overhead press, I'll be able to be like, all right, I need this here. I need this here. We need to just change this. So even the basic stuff, I need it to be done well before we even fucking touch that 10% that is going to be directed towards your sport. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's all that GPP phases that people don't, don't they kind of skip the general preparation phase. They're like, maybe we should just tick that off. Like every mm-hmm. single person when they're coming back for, or all footballers will come back straight into a GPP phase and they just need to generally prep for just life and being an athlete, then we get specific. Cool. Don't skip it. Um, yeah. Just, I'm sure when you're setting up with somebody with business, right? You're like, probably need to do a general preparation phase and make sure all everything's in order before you attack yeah. any kind of campaign. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Like, like literally I like, had it this week with a client. She started this month in January and I said on one of the calls on Monday, the group call, I said, Oh, you know, you know, all your coaches really should be thinking about prepping like a launch of some description for the end of January, start of February. It's just a good time that people are starting to think about, you know, I tried out something on my own. She texted me and was like, oh, do I need to be doing this? I need to think about it. I was like, no, no, because we're still laying the foundation of your niche, your content, your engagement. Like we can do something, but like that's not for you because we need to make sure that's all nailed first before you even do a launch. Otherwise it will fall flat on its face anyway. So yeah, it's exactly the same thing. You know, you just can't, it's like people, I, I guess that, you know, a prime example would be someone doing a training program for two weeks and going, right, should I test it again now? No, that's a complete waste of time. Like, <laughs> I know the yeah. results are not going to be good. Like, let's give it 12 weeks, then we'll test. And it's like, sometimes with business, people don't understand that we're always testing and we're doing different phases and we're doing different things. We're trying different things to then test it. Did it work? Did it not work? And it's hard because it's obviously a livelihood to a degree. And, and there's, there's parts that, we, you know, you can't, you don't want to test huge amounts, but it's the same principle. And like you're just testing something and you're, we just did it two weeks ago. If you do put another big launch out for clients, it didn't go well two weeks ago. Chances are it may not go great this time around because you haven't changed anything in two weeks. Um, yeah. and, and it's the same with, with like I said, the gym and stuff. Yeah. People need, need time. And obviously people are really shit at accepting that in general. Correct. Um, yeah. And on that note, if you're, if you're a coach, if you're coaching, if you're, <laughs> <laughs> because there's a few high rocks events coming up, I know, um i've got somebody competing not this weekend the weekend after i think and then quite a few in i honestly didn't realize how big it was i thought it was like a bit of a uk thing and i went on the website and i was like spain america australia i'm like chill out guys fucking i was only a run calm down (laughs) it's a run with some stuff in it so 
Yeah, mate. I mean, it's all about pivoting. And I just know I can, yeah. Obviously, it's not exactly where I would normally coach, probably previously in a year, like a year ago. But I know I can lay some fucking great foundations and make a lot mm. of people a thousand percent better than probably I'm going to go 99% of the coaches out there. So yeah, yeah I'm a hundred percent taken on as many hierarchs like athletes as, as want to be coached by me because I just know how to fucking prep somebody for that type of event. Um, and yeah, make you fucking better at it. So I'll yeah. speak in confidence for that because every single person I've taken on, we PR the next race straight away. So there you go. Yeah, it's it's fucking because there's so there's nuances of like all the running and the plyometrics that you need an SNC background to know. Um, and you realize you're running 8K. So you need to recycle energy pretty well. And yeah. trust me, if you're just getting advice from a CrossFit coach that has just come out and decided to be a high rocks coach, they ain't going to fucking know it. No chance. Um, or know it to the degree where you might teach a course on it but shit um yeah so it's all good all fun games but yeah fyi Ooh, coaches are available in these last two weeks what i get involved but yeah it's, it's fun but most people because i'll be talking about this over the next couple of weeks my content is like binning off what they've been doing like high intensity low intensity like, well i know push ball legs if they're fucking still doing that this podcast is still doing it um we should probably change the title at some point um <laughs> but then I'll be I maybe push people in towards more like athlete based training. It's like high low training. So a lot of my guys are moving into kind of that, which they do naturally anyway. So it'd be like obviously they do speed days, strength days, whatever. But I'm doing more high intensity days and then low intensity days. So they've got like a high intensity day, maybe it's high strength and they've got a wad in involved. So there. And then they do junk kind of volume on the next day. I know they're gonna recover. Okay. So if you want, well. Your training's not looking starting to look like that, then yeah, you're probably not setting yourself up to succeed and you need to recover, which is the biggest thing I'm thinking I'm seeing from a lot of uh, these guys that just do wads endlessly or run a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, they're not given their chance or the body's chance to recover very often. Um, you can still work out, but with another work, like work on some like technical stuff or technical lifting or stuff that's not. A hundred percent. But yeah, it's all fun, mate. Mm -hmm. Right. You had a little rant on your, uh, on your stories today, Dan, ish, apparently. Not, wasn't rant, was it? It was, uh, you were talking about coaching. Just uh, an observation. Making a point. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think it's one of those where I had a call today and I think the, not the calls I do with clients. Yeah. I was just about to say, (laughs) I knew as soon as I said it, I was like, fuck's sake. Um, so I was having a call with a client and, um, and she said that oh, she finds it quite hard sometimes to get out of the mindset of it looks desperate when you're saying that you've got coaching spaces available. And I said, well, where's that coming from? And she said, oh, you know, an old mindset of being in the gym and around personal trainers and them saying online coaches look desperate when they're posting for clients online and they've got five spaces and, and all that sort of stuff. Right. And and I know sometimes what they mean, like if you do, I've got five spaces over and over again. Yeah, it looks a bit desperate. It looks a bit stupid, the kind of thing, right? You need to develop a way of doing that. But ultimately I said to her, I said, yeah, but people who have more than 50 clients don't think it looks desperate. And she kind of went, that's a really good point. And I was like, 
I don't think it looks desperate, put it that way. It's only PTs that are broke who have no clients think it looks desperate. That's the common denominator here, the people that say it. Because people know that to get to 50, 60, 70, 80 clients, whatever you want, you have to advertise your services. And I said, do you think millionaires sit there and go, oh, here's a secret to how I got my success without advertising once? No, not, not a chance. They all tell you to do more. They all tell you to advertise more. However you do that, they tell you to do it more. So I just was was reminding her that it, it comes that mindset just comes from you know listening to opinions of people that aren't worth listening to. Effectively, all the biggest brands and businesses in the world advertise. They sell their they sell their cars. They do it in a way. They do it in ways. They don't always do it in the same way, but they all do it to to some degree, even when they arguably have made enough sales. Do you know what I mean? Like they still keep going. They still keep pushing. They don't stop because they hit their quota for the month. Um. And I think that that online coaches really struggle with that mindset. I think that's that's why I wanted to put up that story, which was like, you know, you you should be taking advice people ahead of you, not behind you. And I think too many coaches look behind them and go, oh, this coach at the gym, PT at the gym said it looks desperate. Okay, well, he's not paying you fuck all. So who gives a shit yeah. about him? And he probably has got no clients himself. And then I had to remind her as well, and I said this to a few clients recently, about calls to action and stuff. And and, and it's something that I think all coaches need to hear. It's, it's this... Coaches don't like doing calls to action, so they just hide it in their caption. They just kind of put at the bottom one line, DM me for info about coaching. And they think that's a call to action. You might as well not bother putting it on there because if you put it on every single post, it loses its effect, number one. Number two, I was like, your content to everybody else, like you have to remember this, that to you, your content is something that you see all the time. You overanalyze it, you overread it, you create it, you edit it, you post it, you think about it after you posted it, and you worry about it after you posted it. People that indulge in your content, it is the tiniest part of their day, five seconds of their day. Of all the minutes and the hours that they've got that day, your post they read for five seconds. And anyone listening to this, can you remember what you saw yesterday on Instagram? Can you remember... Just one caption, just one call to action from from a from a caption that you saw yesterday. Mm, I I I know about egg rice. I I know about egg rice. I was about to say <laughs> memorable. That's memorable. We'll get onto that in a second. But ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to like people just don't care about you. And I hate to say it, it sounds a bit harsh, but they don't. You care about yourself far more than they do. They they your five seconds of their day. They could not give a shit about you. And with calls to action, I believe that coaches need to take a different approach to the volume-based approach of doing it. Well, I put it on the bottom of a post every day, not good enough. Doesn't even count. Doesn't even, they don't even see it. And go with an intensity-based approach, which is you talk about it for five, six days in a row constantly, and that's all you talk about. Mm. And then you go for a whole month, not really, again, the odd one here and there. But coaches do the odd one here and there, but then they do it all in their caption or they do it all in their story. And people just they don't see it anymore. It's not new and it's not different. Whereas if you went with that way of going, I'll do it for five, six days. People will not miss it. They'll see it at some point. They'll see something that you posted, an email, a post, whatever it is. I can't tell you the amount of times we've launched a group coaching blitz. We've talked about it for 10 days straight on emails, 10 days straight on Instagram. And someone messages me on the 11th day going, have I missed a date? And I sit there like, you fucking joking me. And then I have to remember, I've not done a good enough job of selling it then. I've not talked about it enough, even then at 10 days, like because they haven't noticed it. And again, we think we've done enough. We think we've talked about it. But when I add it up, I go, well, that's 10 seconds out of each day of that person. They've only seen it for a minute and a half. Yeah. That's it. Like, 
you're not that important to people. You're not having that big of an impact on people's lives. Again, same with content, same with videos. Do you do you remember any shit content you saw yesterday? No. Yes, I do actually. One bit, one piece. Um, <laughs> but do you remember like a large bit of content that you saw a week ago? No. Do you remember a large bit of content from two days ago? No. Do you remember a good bit of content from three days ago? Possibly. Not really. Think about Langer. It's, it's like that whole um, the whole analogy about you know the the uh, you know today's news is is tomorrow's fish and chip wrapping from from years gone by when they probably caused some health issues with that. But it's so true, and it's no it's so true on social media. Whenever something happens, whenever someone gets called out, whenever something we think it's really bad, within two days you forget all about it. It's gone. It's yeah. just old news. It's it's not on anyone's feed anymore. And you have to remember that with your, with your course to action and with, with advertising spaces. The reason you have to do it regularly and often and in, do it with intensity, people don't know unless you tell them. Um, so that was my little thing was um, to remember that. No, I think it's like 100% plausible. And it's something that like even I've been in the fucking game for like 10, 10 years. How long have you been coaching? That's a long time, isn't it? 11. 11 years? Fucking hell. Ooh. Dan, Dan's, Dan's been a longer but obviously online coaching not so much um but it's something that obviously i learned from my business coach and i was just like shit makes more sense than it he was like yeah you're gonna do like your wolf whistle or your blunt posts he was like you're gonna do the whole fucking week tom and i was like what yeah. he was like because it works it was just like you're gonna do it all week like you're literally obviously you're gonna get sick of your own content you're gonna hate it you're, yeah. but you can just repurpose it slightly which is like just change the word in, just change the picture, just do, but it's gonna be fine. It's gonna like alternate between feed, story, feed, story, feed, story, feed, story. And like you're gonna be like, ugh. But it's fine. If you get a, if you get two clients out of it, even though you're advertising for seven, is that worth it? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's, it's like, painful. It's like, and then just go back to regular content straight away. It's fine. Seamless. Just yep. like go shit a brick yep. for a week and then you're fine. So much like like obviously i do my testing it's just like that encompasses a whole week and then you go back to regular programming stuff like that it's just like it will just control your life for a little bit prep for all that all that kind of stuff but yeah i've got way better at it now um certainly something that i didn't do previously um but yeah it works every now and again just mm -hmm. i think the intensity thing obviously i was talking about intensity and training guess what fucking same thing you get more like if you go hard into something i feel like you probably get a lot out of it but it's kind of pushing and then backing off, then pushing and backing off. Not like most high rocks coaches who just tell you to fucking push all the way through. Um, yeah. yeah, you need those low days um, where you just need to make normal content. You've probably seen from mine, it's very chilled out currently. Because um, I'm just, because I got told, do a bit more chill out. Don't do so many like uh, facial videos or like talking to camera and stuff like that. That's quite a lot of your content. Let's get you doing some niche things like i'm doing like a lot of, like very short based my just free reps kind of thing which is getting better traction and people like saves and stuff like that it's stuff like that the call to actions as well you'll notice on all of my fucking um carousel posts or all of those i literally say within the first line please save this guess what yeah. my saves are up oh uh, yeah funny that, funny that. <laughs> i was like and it, in, in my sarcastic kind of manner, 100%, I write it, but I'm just like, before you fucking go any further, like save this so you don't break your back. Um, yeah, so you don't have to scroll down any further, all that kind of shit. So yeah, it's just, it's funny. Literally people do what you say, it's fine. And you just end yeah. whatever likes, just if you look at the posts, it's like, if I've got like 30 likes on there, awesome. But the guarantee I've probably got about 30 saves as well. 
So it's fine. All right, that was cool. Yeah. So they've ended up, and I'm one of the fuckers that saves shit a lot. Dan knows that. Yeah. I have different categories and stuff because I, I'm weird, one of the weirdos that refers back to old posts. Um, and mainly because of programming yeah. or content purposes and stuff like that. Um, I quite like because everything, everything you need is out there for free. Well, I, I save a lot of posts now. Uh, they're all just from this one guy who um, puts <laughs> recipes. Uh, is weird. it recipe posts? Shit. We, is it Coach, Coach Carnival Cam? Coach Carnival, Coach Cam. Carnival Cam time. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's got to be, what's his, what's his, like, I, I hate uh, overcomp, I hate overcomplicated logos. And his logo is very kind of fine and complicated, like a, is it a lion with like stuff on it. It looks shit. Um, sorry, coach, if you listened. Apologies. I didn't mean it. I'm looking forward to your Uncle Ben's recipes, um, which is going to be fun. <laughs> so Dan sent me Uncle yesterday. Um, Uncle Ben's is a popular rice uh, that you can microwave or rice, Dan. I think you are aware of that. I um, So anyway, so if you listen to this <laughs> and you do have your phone available um, to hand, just just go on Instagram. Just just go on Instagram type for in. me. Just go on the little search thing uh, there and just type in Coach Carnivore cam he should be the first one that comes up because he's so unique um and, and, <laughs> and just going great through, interaction <laughs> i just want you to go to this, the video that's called carnivore diet white rice because the title just drew me in it, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it drew me in um straight away and and i started watching it and, and for those guys who, who aren't on their phone who don't have the video available i, I will i will play it and run in commentary hey, alongside hey, it's a word picture then what 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 he does so he says here's this amazing recipe for creating carnivore diet white rice in fact i'll tell you what i'll do um, can I, I'll tell you what I can do. I can play it out loud next to the microphone and I'll put the sound on just so you can hear it, right? And I'll describe any pictures that you may need to see, okay? White rice. Oh, hang on. Let's try that again, Because <laughs> I think this will be worth it. I think this will be worth it. Right. Yeah. White rice. Here's how to make it. Grease a bowl in lard, making sure all the edges are covered. Pour in 500 grams of egg whites and place it into a steamer pan. In a separate pan, pour some water, add the steamer pan on top and steam for 25 minutes on medium-high heat. When the egg whites are firmly set, remove them from the steamer and let them cool. Use a knife to loosen it, then turn the bowl over onto a chopping board and cut it into chunks. Then place it into a blender and pulse blender on five times until egg whites are chopped. That's the key bit. That's the key bit, is that he, he puts the blender on five times. So all he's done at the moment is put egg whites in a bowl, steam them for 25 minutes to make what looks like a fucking upside-down bowl of egg whites, chopped up into chunks. <laughs> right? He's chopped them into chunks, right? Then he's crumbled it up with his hands, put it in a blender five times, only done five whizzes of it, five whizzes. He's then put it down onto a baking tray. He's crumbled it up in his fingers. He's put gelatin on it on top, crumbled all the gelatin in, mixed it all together, put it on a baking tray, put it in the oven for 15 minutes, each side turned it over. In total, it takes you 75 minutes <laughs> to make egg white rice. And it doesn't even look like rice. It looks like scrambled egg whites. Like, I, <laughs> I cannot, like, I hope you will watch it. And I hope, please watch it. It's worth watching it. If, if that little bit of commentary hasn't hasn't done it for you, I don't know what will. So he's put it in the blender. He's crushed it up with his hands. Like, this is one portion of this shit. And I shit you not, it just looks like baked scrambled egg whites. Now, the best bit, though, isn't the food it's the comments on the video so i commented on i couldn't i couldn't resist 
I put in the comments, I said, this, this is it. This is the video to me that proves that this page is satire. It has to be satire. There's no way that anyone convinced me now it's not. But the best one, the, one of the best ones on it was a, a, a post, and it's from a, a woman. She's an old woman called <laughs> yeah. Joycey. She's called Joycey. Picture of an old woman. Imagine your nan on Instagram, uh, right? Picture of her face on Instagram, you know, there. She's got a couple of nice likes. pictures of her, <laughs> nice picture of her dogs. Um, you know, she's got an, on, her, on her bio, love my grandkids, looking for a new love, divorced. You know, where can I buy shawl foot spray in air? In her bio, do you know what I mean? She doesn't know what it's about. Like, it's one of them. Old, old lady. She just put, <laughs> this is a great comment. It's just like the biggest troll you could do. Hi, Cam. Just so you know, this is actually eggs, not rice. Hope that helps. Kiss. <laughs> and it's got and it's got 150 likes on that comment because it's just like, oh my God. Like it's, She's saying what everyone's thinking, but in a nice way. And then like, honestly, some of these things, um, some of these things on here. Imagine living your life like this just to look mid as fuck. Like, he just gets rinsed. What, what the fuck have I just watched? Biggest fuck around ever. You could just boil some rice. <laughs> like, oh, uh, come on, mate. Just eat some white rice. I'd need to take a day off work to make this. Took you fucking ages just to explain all those shitty processes. <laughs> it just, like, gets hammered in the comments every single time. And I just fucking love it. Part of me thinks he deserves it. Uh, he actually entered in the comments on this one. Yeah, he's, he was, he's replied to he, a few, hasn't he? He's replied to a few. Yeah. Which I've never Maybe seen. He's realized. Maybe he's realized it helps with his engagement. Um he's, someone else, but I'm calling this right now. This has got to be satire. I'm all for kind of on giving it a go, but this is about as sad as vegans pushing impossible burgers. Um <laughs> someone else, I've made this before, but I use 20% beef mints. Because <laughs> that's his thing. He that's just eats. Thing. He just eats twenty percent beef mints all the time. All he ever eats. Um, alternatively, peel back your helmet, shake it over a bowl, dice the contents, season and serve. Oh my god! I'm a hundred percent carnivore, but fuck this. Rather man up and eat the actual rice instead of being a pussy. <laughs> man up, just man up and eat. Man up and eat the rice. <laughs> It's like literally just eat the fucking eggs. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't even mind it. Like I said, if you want to go carnivore and that's the way you want to do things, but fuck me, like just, just get a life, isn't it? Like, come on, mate. Oh, it just made me laugh so much that. Oh, bless him. But he's prolific. He's already released like two more videos. Yeah, Why he's eat on sardines it. every day. Why do you eat sardines? And then carnivore diet burrito bowl. I love that he points at everything. Else. It's the way he points, isn't it? <laughs> Stop. Everything. But I've, I've started sending it to Mike as well as you now because I realised I send it all to you. And I said to Mike, I was like, oh my God, did you see Coach Carnival Cam the other day, his video? And he went, what the fuck are you on about? And I was like, why not share this with you? He's like, no. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. It's just me and Tom. I forgot about it. And I need to send you this. And he found it fucking funny as well. God oh, damn me. Coach so Carnival cool. Cam, like, it's, it's, it's the follow of the year. It was in the it was in the police. Oh yeah, you know. he was. He was like, in fact, I'm actually going to follow him. I'm actually going to follow should him. Should we both do it? Time yeah, I actually want to see it. Oh. I actually want to see his stuff. There we go. Uh, I, I, I like the under-suggested. My first suggested is Eddie Abu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Interesting. Okay. Um... <laughs> DM me Carnivore to learn more. I'd rather not. And then my guess Sal- guide. Isn't Paul Saladino a bit of a fucking moron as well? Four-week Carnivore diet nutrition plan, 1995. 
personalized meal plan. I wonder what that's going to fucking be. Be 20% beef mints, probably. <laughs> Carnival diet recipe. Uh, cardio engine building. There we go. Sign up for his Hyrox plan. Excellent. You know, you just got to sometimes say fair play. Like, I just think the amount of shit you must be getting. Man. Like, he's got some balls. He's, he's got, got some, some fucking balls. thick skin. Like, yeah. if anybody can, like, take, take a leap out of this lad's book, because I'd say 90% of those comments are not positive. Um, <laughs> but he's fucking going for it. Um, Doesn't yeah. stop him. Does not no. stop him. And he's, yeah. And he's on, yeah, almost on 16,000 followers. I mean, well, two of them are me and you, so we're not there for, we're there to troll. <laughs> I'm convinced he's, most of them are there to troll. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But Carnival Life, he put his stories up today. Look at that. Carnival Life. Always oh, doing some 400 meter carries to finish. Little yeah. face. He's it's always just, got his yeah. film film crew with him, isn't he? It's mum with him, isn't it? Is it, is it his mum? On everything. That's all the jokes in the comments, isn't it? All the jokes in the comments. It's like, oh, Cam and his mum filmed the rest 20, of it. 20% beef mints. Going British <laughs> today, though. On his, uh, on his oh. stories. More simplicity, more variety. Honestly, like Brilliant. if you ever feel like I say, if you ever feel down about you know your coaching or your social media, just just watch him. Just watch him. Give you <laughs> some, some, some motivation. It should do anyway. It gives some motivation, hundred percent. And then just just talk about what the fuck you want, Jesus. Talk what? Well, no, not exactly what the fuck you want, but what the fuck you're passionate about. Yeah, there'll be there'll be somebody out there who believes in your shit. Um, yeah, somehow. <laughs> Right, mate. Um, Everything we, we need to talk about. I mean, I'm already looking forward to next week's episode because there'll be a whole raft of weeks content from Coach Carnival Cam. So we've got to check in at least at least once a week. I think it's happening. Always yeah. good. Always, Always good. Oh, uh, lovely. Good for content, that lad. Uh, any other business then before we shut this thing down? Not from me, no. No, not from me. Hopefully. By next week, I might have a norm. Oh, do I still sound nasally to you? I still sound nasally. Slightly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm, I'm still on the back end of this. That's why I'm I'm on steroids. FYI, people, pray for Tom. Um, like light a candle, do whatever you like, or send one of those little balloons up that still powering through the the little sea. So, of uh, my hardcore cold flu thing that's just been lingering for about 18 days, and the GP said. That's still in the run normal runtime of cold flu. And I was like, oh, really? yeah. She's just like, yeah, we'll, but we'll we'll try and move it along. And I was like, I've tried like I've the amount of like well, what are those? Like you put a pen under a towel and the steam therapy thing. Apparently I did it for too long. Um I miss I'd kind of looked at the do it said don't do it for more than 10 to 15 minutes. And obviously in my brain, when something says I thought it was do it for ten to fifteen minutes. So yeah, yeah. So I played I played a game of chess whilst I was underneath there because it's very boring. Um, but yeah. Anyway, anybody who wants to play chess with me? Chess.com. <laughs> no, Dan's no, like no, don't, don't do that. Play golf with me. Fine. Sorry, Dan's getting worse at golf. So the next trip to Dubai is gonna be hilarious. Five nil. Yeah, it is five nil. Five nil. You probably yeah. will be five nil. Yeah. <laughs> Whitewash. Um, yeah, it'll be a bit more, more interesting, won't it? Nice, mate. We'll just have to play scrambles the whole time uh, against other yeah. people. Yeah, that'd be that. probably a bit better. All right, bro. I will talk to you later. Catch you a bit, boy. <laughs> <laughs>